0: Here's a question, babe. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do to make sure that we stay wildly attracted to each other for a long time?
1: Wow. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, me either.
1: I guess I've never really felt I had to think or worry about that much.
0: <laughs> I guess I haven't either.
1: So, uh, is that a good thing or a bad thing?
0: I guess we'll find out.
1: Live from the mysterious, mist-enshrouded mountaintop fortress that is X and Y Communications Headquarters. You're listening to X and Y on the Fly, the dating podcast, with your hosts, Scott and Emily. Hola mis amigos, me llamo Scott McKay y soy el host, how do you say el host? I don't know. El jefe. I'm the master (laughs) of X and Y on the fly. Either way, this is X and Y on the fly, episode number 29. My name's Scott McKay, and I'm your host.
0: And I'm Emily McKay.
1: And you know what? Is this episode number 29 again? Like, you know, when you lie about your age?
0: Yes.
1: No, I think this really is, this is episode number 29.
0: It's the real 29. Yeah,
1: we're telling the truth.
0: It's just 29.
1: Yeah, we got a huge show for you here. I'll tell you what, this is something I'm excited about. We're going to talk about, as the main topic tonight, so I've attracted one, now what?
0: How do you keep her?
1: (laughs) How do you keep her? We talk a lot about approaching women. We talk a lot about approaching men and so forth and so on, meeting someone. But once you get somebody into your life, Emily, how do you keep this person around?
0: It's a good question. And it's one worth seeking because so many people get into relationships over and over again, but can never hold that spark. Some people, the longest relationship might be three months or six months. But it's consistent, right? At a certain point, it drops off and dies.
1: Yeah, so many people can meet someone very easily. But having a relationship more than, say, two or three or even six months, forget about it.
0: Right. That would be an accomplishment and a half.
1: We're going to talk about not only attracting someone tonight, but keeping them. But first, we want to get to email from one of you, because we were just so thrilled with this particular email, weren't we, Emily? We were. So let's go ahead and read it. This email comes from Anna, and it reads as follows. Dear Scott and Emily, hi, I just wanted to tell you that I think the way you guys think is awesome. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, that's very awesome nice. Awesome is a strong word. Yes. So far, I've heard some of the podcasts, and I've read the book, and they're really cool. You mentioned in the last newsletter that in your vacation, you visited Buenos Aires, and that it was the first stop of your trip. I live in Montevideo, Uruguay, which shares a lot of cultural elements with Argentina, and it was just the coolest thing to read about Americans mentioning things like Kilmes Beer and La Recoleta. I would like it if you said more things about your visit to the South. Yours sincerely, Anna. Mm. Wasn't it cool to get an email from a listener in Montevideo, Uruguay after we'd been to her country?
0: We were talking about that when we are in the country. Yeah, we
1: were like, we wonder if anybody actually listens to X and Y on the fly from Uruguay. And you know what's really funny is we talked about Buenos Aires, where we visited.
0: Right, because everybody speaks Spanish, and we really did find people speaking English. We just didn't think we had a listening audience there.
1: Right, exactly. But, you know, here is Anna wondering about Buenos Aires. And you know what, Anna, We actually visited your country.
0: Yeah, we went to Uruguay.
1: We went to Uruguay, and what a beautiful, wonderful place. When we went to Uruguay, Uruguay was like the friendliest, most safe, and secure place that these guys would go to work in the town of Colonia. Yes. Colonia, Uruguay. It was just a hydrofoil ride across from Buenos Aires to Uruguay. Yes. About an hour's worth. Mm-hmm. I remember the guy had, it was like a 1985 63 Ford Falcon, mm-hmm. and the door was open all day. All four doors of this car open all day while he went to work, so his dog that he brought with him...
0: Could go in and out.
1: Could go in and out of the car. I mean, and you're thinking to yourself, there's no place I can think of in America where people leave all four doors of their car open (laughs) all day long. And, oh, man, we just had the greatest time. Uruguay was a wonderful country. You know, we went there, and it was May for us.
0: Yes, and they had their first day of cold spell.
1: Right. And down south, the leaves were changing. It was Mm -hmm. fall, and it's just so hard to get your head around that. But the weather was generally beautiful. The people were just absolutely so friendly.
0: They were. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. The food was just fantastic. Oh, my gosh.
1: You know what? If you're a vegetarian, I'm telling you folks to stay home. The steaks are just absolutely amazing. And it's funny because it's three pesos to the dollar in Argentina.
0: Yes, very affordable.
1: And you look at the menus, and like you said, it's affordable. You're thinking, okay, if this was dollars, it would be reasonable. Right. It's a third of the price. I mean, we're talking like Morton's Ruth's Chris Steaks for like $7.
0: With the sides.
1: With the sides. It was absolutely nirvana if you're a steak lover. It was absolutely unbelievable. And
0: steak sauce doesn't exist because that would be a sin.
1: Oh, no. They don't serve any sauce. Nothing like that. I mean, you don't want it. Mm-mm. Yeah. If you're lucky, you get mashed potatoes. And
0: I don't even care for, like, steaks and meat. But down there, I did. I love it.
1: Man, the first place we went was lunch. And you had, like, a steak sandwich. And you're thinking, like, oh, Philadelphia? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, heck no. <laughs> you're getting, like, top sirloin between two pieces of bread. I tell you what, we went to a tango show.
0: Lots of talent.
1: You know, they invented the tango in Buenos Aires. Everything you've heard is really accurate. It's kind of like a European city in the heart of South America.
0: I thoroughly enjoyed it and would love to go back again.
1: But, you know, the dating down there.
0: Oh, that was interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you see these older guys. Like, we went to Brazil afterwards, it's nothing to see a 65-year-old guy with, like, a 25-year-old woman. Mm -mm. absolutely amazing we're happy to report or frustrated to report it could be either way the same dating frustrations that we go through here in the united states we can absolutely firsthand tell you go on down there in south america too this poor couple next to us at that one restaurant we wrote a a newsletter on it actually Mm -hmm. guys are still needy women are still willing to supplicate to sex focused men Yes, and we're here to help So thank you, Anna, for writing to us. We really, really appreciate you sending us that email. And we loved your part of the world, and we'd love to go back sometime soon. And with that, let's get on with the main topic for this episode. You know, Emily, we have a great guest tonight. And she's so right on about so much that I'd like to get to her interview first, straight away. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Marie Forleo is from New York City. You guys who are familiar with David D'Angelo and have been a part of his Interviews with Dating Guru series that we were a part of in February. Marie Forleo's interview with David D'Angelo is actually the double interview that comes to you when you sign up for the series. David D'Angelo is so proud of that particular interview that he gives it out as the bonus to every guy who signs up.
0: Yeah, she's wonderful. She knows what she's talking about.
1: Yeah, she's definitely about deserving what you want and absolutely being the best person you possibly can be. So you can get the best person you possibly can get. Mm-hmm. She knows all about masculinity and femininity, and we just interviewed her on this particular subject. We said to her, hey, Marie, you know what? We're going to talk about what it takes to continue a relationship after you've met someone you like. And some of her comments were really surprising.
0: Yeah, well, let's get started.
1: Let's get started. Here's Marie Forleo from New York City, and we'll be back at you in a few.
0: Hey, this is Scott. And this is Emily.
1: And we've got a really special guest for you today, don't we, Emily? We sure do. Marie Forleo is from New York City. She's been at this for quite a while, and she's all about helping people, men and women, become the best they can possibly be, kind of the whole deserve what you want thing. And Marie has an incredible fire for this and just some incredibly original information. So we wanted to introduce you to her today. Marie, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be with you guys.
1: Well, thank you. We appreciate you being here. Now, you're the author of a book called Make Every Man Want You, and you've got an audio series coming out that we're excited about because Emily actually helped you with one of the bonus tracks for that, and that's Make Every Man Want You More. Tell us a little bit about what that's about.
2: Well, Make Every Man Want You or Make Yours Want You More, How to Be So Damn Irresistible You'll Barely Keep from Dating Yourself. That's the book that kind of launched it all. And what I've been hearing from a lot of my readers, which surprisingly a lot of men and women in there, is they want more of it. They wanted more in-depth interviews. They wanted more information to go deeper on the concepts of the book. So I'm a gal who likes to deliver. So what we did is uh, I just started putting together some of the great questions from readers that I've gotten all around the world. And, um, it's going to be launching really, really shortly. So I'm excited about it. There's actually a workbook to go along with it. So there's some exercises that people can complete to just get them out of their heads into their life, to get people out of their stories and really open up to a new perspective on being attractive, having a great life and having amazing relationships.
1: Well, that's that's incredible. And, you know, you can just hear in your voice, Marie, the fire that you have and the passion for what you do. Some of the guys who may be listening may know you from being the actual introductory interview that comes every time any guy orders the David D'Angelo interviews with dating guru series. So you're indeed very well known in the dating relationship sector.
2: Yes. You know, it's uh, actually a lot of fun. So yeah, I've been at the dating thing and David D'Angelo, you know, he's a great friend of mine and it was such an honor and pleasure to be on his program. And what I'm really interested in is waking people up and getting them excited about having relationships and completely stripping the idea of manipulation out of people's minds. I think it's false i don't think it needs to be done i think it's possible to be completely authentic completely original completely honest and transparent and attract the people of your dreams so whether it's you want to date lots of people and just have fun or whether you're looking for a special someone i don't think that you need to play games tricks or use techniques to make it happen
1: well that's a nice segue into what we're doing next hi emily it sure is you know the topic of this podcast is dealing with okay here's the situation Maybe we as guys, or as women too, right? Right. Can attract a person at the front end.
0: Right. But have trouble maintaining that attraction for ourselves.
1: Right. So how do we get into a relationship that had all the attraction in the world and maintain that? Maybe a good place to start would be, how does that get lost?
2: Well, I'll tell you, one of the biggest problems that I see is when people start off using tricks or techniques to hook people, kind of like you would hook a fish. You know what I mean? Right. So you're not really being yourself. You're pulling out all these tricks, and it's kind of like doing this little entertainment show. And most people, first of all, it's exhausting to keep up that kind of act, because if that's not really you and it's not authentic to your personality, what's going to happen ever so naturally is when you get into a relationship, you, you just can't maintain that type of front. And who wants it? Something's going to happen where the real you is going to show through. And then the person who you attracted, they're going to get completely turned off. If they're any high-quality person, discovering the fact that you use some type of act to hook them – they're going to be out the door quicker than you can imagine. So that's why I'm a big proponent of people being authentic on the front end of everything. This way, it's kind of like you know exactly what you're getting. It's not like there's any surprises jumping out of a jack-in-the-box when you get them home. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely.
2: That
0: makes a lot of sense. I like what you mentioned about that because a woman gets into a date or a man where they get into a relationship and start to realize the other person for who they really are and feel like they've been tricked. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the whole thing about being honest, once we realize we've been deceived, it just kills it for us.
1: Yeah. So, Marie, what you're saying then is, hey, I may have been attracted to this person, but then the person isn't so attractive and then I feel tricked. Or maybe the opposite side of the coin. Someone did something and I just simply expected them to be that way. And then later, for better or worse, they're just different than what I expected and there's just something flatly incongruent about that.
2: Absolutely. And the other problem is part of my issue with a lot of the game playing or tricks or techniques is it's inherently false. It's saying that you as an individual aren't good enough to attract someone and I just think that's a crock it's an absolute crock there are 6.5 billion people on the planet every single one is unique and if you start playing the same games that everyone else is playing it's so false it just reads like there's no real attraction that can be there and here's the other thing that's wrong with it when you play games a lot of them are designed to knock people off their feet or to keep them imbalanced like to keep their attention on you to, to make it so you're always having them guessing about who you are and what's happening that usually attracts a particular type of person and that person tends to be insecure or needy so you gotta look you gotta just take a step back and look at what is the type of person that you're really interested in attracting if you want to play games look at the type of people you're going to catch look at the bait you're using and look what type of fish it's going to attract
1: I think that's an excellent point.
2: Oh yeah, you are so right about that, Marie. Because what
0: we do when we meet people really has a huge impact on who we actually attract to ourselves. And if we're looking for someone of great quality,
1: they're going to be able to see through that. They're
0: going to see through that, and it's not going to last. You're right about that.
1: So, Marie, we know how people kind of mess it up from the front end. But what if I was my real self? At least I thought I was, and I managed to attract someone. And then after a few weeks, sometimes even a few days, huh? but maybe a few weeks or more commonly a few months, all of a sudden the other person just isn't feeling it anymore. What is going on there, Marie, especially from a woman's perspective? Because I know you talk to men and women with equal alacrity. What typically happened when someone is starting to lose it where they were attracted before? What happened?
2: Well, I'll tell you. One of the primary things that can kill attraction in a relationship is lack of communication. Most of us haven't been trained at all on the ability to communicate very directly directly very honestly and very transparently. So I'll give you an example. Most of the time, if something's wrong in the relationship, we kind of feel like we shouldn't rock the boat, we shouldn't say anything, oh, that person's not perfect, I shouldn't mention it, rather than clear it out or address the issue as it comes up. And again, you don't address it as in a space of making your partner wrong or saying that there's anything bad with them, but you kind of just handle things as they pop up. When you don't handle things as they pop up, what happens is you start to build these layers of resentment that actually kill attraction. So you, the person who stops feeling attraction, may not even be aware of it. But there's just so much built up stuff that's happened over the course of a few months that the relationship goes dead. I'll tell you. Josh, my partner, and I have been together for over four and a half years now, and it's always an indicator. If either one of us feels like the relationship gets a little flat, if the passion goes down a bit or it just feels a little off, it's always a red flag that we've missed something, that there was something that he did that I didn't like or something I did that he didn't like, but we didn't communicate about it. And it's kind of like peas under your mattress, like you get a little uncomfortable, but most people just haven't been trained or haven't been taught how incredibly miraculous and transformative Honest, direct, and real communication is. It brings the spark back to any relationship fast. Now, here's the key. If you do communicate and you communicate on a regular basis where you're really interested in taking care of another person, not to fix them, but to just connect and to be authentic and to find out what works for them, what works for you. If you're doing all that and the spark goes, well, guess what? Probably wasn't meant to be in the first place, and that's a great sign. Rather than try and keep something alive that's not meant to be, it's better to try trust your reality and move on to something that's going to work a lot better.
0: Well, thank you, Marie. I agree with you on that. That makes a lot of sense. I remember talking to an elderly couple who had been married for eons. I think it was like 40, years. (laughs) (laughs) They've been married for like something like close to 50 years. I'd say they qualify in the relationship department. And they said the key to a, a successful relationship is just like you said, it's communication. And when things go flat, oftentimes there's something wrong in the communication there.
1: So we know exactly how people can misrepresent themselves in a way up front. We also now know how people can potentially lose it at the back end of this. Give us some quick ways that you can equip us to think in a right-headed manner at the front end of a relationship to prevent this stuff from happening to us later. How can I kick off this relationship the right way with my head screwed on straight?
2: Oh, there's a couple of really good things. I think the primary thing that you can do to kick a relationship off for success at any point in time is you got to start off with an idea of having fun. I think so many of us, myself included, we are so driven to accomplish something, like driven to build our business, driven to get a relationship, driven to get married, that the fun aspect is nowhere to be found. You know, and if you go into a relationship really expecting to have a good time and to explore and to get to know who this person is, not to figure out whether they fit your ideal, but just to enjoy the experience of being with them. It lays this foundation of ease that's impossible to replicate any other way. So number one is to make sure to put yourself into a space where it's about having a good time and get out of the modality of driving to get somewhere where you think is going to make you happy, whether that's down the aisle or a committed relationship or having a baby, whatever it may be. Second thing that you can do is to agree right up front with the person that you're with to just be really honest and straightforward. So if you agree to a date and something happens where you're not feeling so well, rather than make up an excuse, just tell that person exactly what's going on. If something's not working for you in the relationship, rather than making them wrong or pretending that it doesn't matter to you, Just agree to have an honest conversation about it. Make transparency and radical honesty the foundation of any relationship, and you'll find that it can soar so easily.
1: Well, there you have it.
2: Well, thank you, Marie.
1: Our guest has been Marie Forleo from New York. And Marie, once again, thank you for joining us here today on the show.
2: Oh, thank you so much. You guys are amazing. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure having you.
1: And now back to the program. Wow, excellent interview. You know what, Emily? What struck me most about the interview with Marie is she talked right from the get-go about being honest with someone as soon as you meet them.
0: Yes, she did, and that's so key. She was so right about that because, like we said in the interview, if you're not honest with the person you're with, don't be surprised that that's why they're always leaving and why the relationship ends.
1: Once you get to know someone and you haven't been honest with that person up front, How can you possibly expect this person to stick around?
0: You know, a perfect example of that is if you know you have a temper or you know that um, you have some flaws. And when you meet somebody, you put every grain of effort to hide it. Mm -hmm. It's no wonder that eventually at some point, even a year from now, it's going to come out because that's part of your personality.
1: Well, obviously, the best thing to do is to take care of your flaws. Yes. And if you have a bad temper, realize you're never going to be half of a perfect relationship, or even a perfectly imperfect relationship, until you do something to dispatch the temper. Right. Otherwise, you're going to be frustrating some woman. Or if you're a woman, you're going to be frustrating some right. guy. Yeah. And I've
0: seen that happen before. Several cases where a woman has a temper, she's hid it and t- pretended to be such this yes, wonderful right. sweetheart, got married, and then... Guess what? She's relaxed. Now she can be the witch that she is.
1: <laughs> that's not gender specific.
0: No, it's you know, not. People
1: are people. Guys, gals, this is not one of those things where women are all crazy and guys are all idiot jerks. People are people. Some people are good people. Some people are not so good people. Everybody knows, it seems, the difference between good and bad. Yes. And those people who want to act badly know they better camouflage it on the first few
0: dates. Right. Isn't that just
1: mind bending?
0: And that's what dating is so important. And dating for a good period of time, because those colors are going to come out. That's right. And so dating for a good period of time is such a great idea. I know,
1: right? But who are these people who feel, okay, you know what? I know the difference between good and bad. I'm going to be bad. That's my true nature. But I'm going to do the best I can to hide that and be on my best nature for these first few dates. Come on now. Let's be honest with ourselves, people. Go back and fix that in your life. Don't be a bad person. If you want a good person in your life, you're not going to be able to manipulate some good person into coming and being with you long term and have that equal a happy marriage. Even if you're the one who has the upper hand and you're doing the manipulating and you're doing the using, is that really true happiness, Emily?
0: No, because they're always miserable and fighting and That's not a blissful relationship. No,
1: not at all. We harp on that all the time. You've got to deserve what you want. You've got to be one half of a great relationship. And this whole honesty issue. Why did we play this interview up front for you all? Because it's so very important to tell the person who you really are. Show that person who you really are. So that when you're getting to know that person, you have this communication factor going on. There's some authenticity to it. Some congruence going on with it.
0: Right. And if you're concerned about showing somebody who you are, then it's time to evaluate why that is.
1: Well, I tell you what, before we even continue, because I know we're getting all caught up in this conversation, you all have heard what Marie Forleo had to say. Wow. If we could add somebody onto the deserve what you want team, it would have to be Marie.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on that. Wow.
1: She knows so much about how men and women interact. Here's a woman who can talk about how women should do more to attract guys and can kind of turn around because she's being completely honest herself and talk about how guys could do better with picking up women. We did a great interview with her for our power sessions guys.
0: It was one of your best ones, I think.
1: Oh, no question. That's going out to my power sessions guys in just a couple of days. Yeah. And she knows what she's talking about. She's successful in her own life. She's got a great boyfriend. And, uh, you know, she's a Nike sponsored athlete. Here's a woman who's got a lot of things together. Very sharp valedictorian of her class at Seton Hall University. Wow. Marie's book is on the must read list.
0: No Absolutely. question.
1: Ladies, if you've never read Marie's book, if you buy just a couple or three books this year, that's got to be one of them. Please go to the special URL that we've set up for you, which is www.deservewhatyouwant.com front slash Marie, and you can find out all about it. We're majorly connected with Marie and with The Good Life Incorporated with what she's doing. We're big Marie Forleo fans. Matter of fact, Emily, you just did an interview with her and Amy Waterman. I did. For the Make Every Man I Want, want you, you More series.
0: That was such a fun interview. We yes. talked about so much stuff.
1: Please do check out Marie. She's terrific. And I can assure you that off camera or off mic, however you want to look at it, she's exactly the same as she is. She is,
0: is a one. sweetheart. Yeah, terrific. She's the same person.
1: So let's get back to our subject because I'm fascinated by this. Okay, let's say I meet someone and I'm on my best behavior. You know that first date where I take her out to dinner? You know, we talk about Emily all the time. you, you start setting yourself up, guys, with all these expensive dates and you're buying flowers and you're doing these once-in-a-lifetime events on first dates, yeah. what are you setting yourself up for? You're not going to be able to live up to that long term. That's
0: true. That's setting up for failure. The special occasions of going out and going to a fancy restaurant and all the bells and whistles should be saved for a special occasion. But try to keep it real.
1: Yeah, when you're first getting to know someone, it's okay just to go have coffee,
0: talk, Mm -hmm.
1: enjoy each other's company.
0: If it's a beautiful day, walk through the park. I think
1: male and female personalities need to figure out when we're single, this is about whether we're going to get along
0: with somebody else or not. Going back to what you just said, You know, when you're doing something more relaxed... Something more casual. Yeah,
1: you're more likely to be yourself.
0: More likely to be yourself, but you've opened the channels for communication. That's right. Because when you go to a fancy restaurant, everyone's having to dress up, be on their best behavior, you are so nervous. Both people are so nervous mm. that communication comes an almost a near stop.
1: Even a movie. You can't talk to each other.
0: Oh, but that's a great outlet if you don't like the person you're with.
1: <laughs> yeah, but see, that's not what we're going after. You don't date someone thinking maybe you aren't going to like them. Right. So that's not a good thing.
0: No, it's not.
1: See, plan a date where you can communicate and find out whether you get along with each other or not. There's no sense faking it up front. You know, there's this whole movement amongst the seduction community where we need to peacock. We need to do card tricks. We need to dress up. We need to wear funny hats. We need to do something when we go out sarging, as they say, meeting women at clubs to make ourselves look bigger than life to attract women, to be the alpha male in a situation, to be kind of the peacock with the biggest feathers. What do you think about that, Emily? What's that doing to guys' chances of having a long-term successful relationship with a woman? Maybe a loaded question, but I want to hear your input on that.
0: My input, if you're looking for a real woman who's smart and intelligent and just fun and lovable and just a great person, she's going to see through all that. Wow. And you're not going to have an opportunity with her you're mm-hmm. going to find a lot of other type of women who will be more than willing to do that. You know, They'll let you peacock all you want <laughs> and just so they can get something from you. Mm-hmm. So really, if you're looking for something long-term that is phenomenally great, we're not just talking about average, right. we're talking about blissful, then that's not going to work.
1: Yeah, I mean, guys, can you keep doing card treks for the next 50 years with this great woman? Is that what it's going to be about?
0: I doubt it.
1: Sooner or later, you're going to have to be a great man. Yes. Now, Emily, do women peacock?
0: Oh, yes, we do.
1: Tell me how that works.
0: dress up and do our nails and look gorgeous and cute, however you want to do it. Wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. Stop, stop, stop. Every time I've ever heard anything about dating advice, it always goes, hey, women are dressing up for other women, not necessarily for men.
0: And honestly, we dress up for the men. Really? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, now you're going to have to acquit yourself vis-a-vis all these other women who disagree.
0: Wow. I dress up because I want to look great for myself, mm-hmm. but I also like to look attractive to the other gender.
1: I've been thinking about this lately. Do guys really care how women dress? I would say a guy can really spot a woman who's attractive to him regardless of what she's wearing. She can be wearing a pink tracksuit and look cute, especially if she's got something written on her butt. <laughs> That's always nice. Or she can be wearing this amazing Carolina Herrera gown. Uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Either way. Or she can be wearing a nice little sundress. No matter what this woman is wearing, a guy is going to be able to sniff out whether this woman is attractive to him or not.
0: You know, that was... Interesting that you should say that because that is so true because I would be dressed up in my sweats or my gym clothes coming from wherever thinking I'm not looking my best. I'm not dressed <laughs> up, but yet I'm do still, you know. yeah. still being hit on, you know, still mm-hmm. you know being asked out. And I'm going, I have no makeup on. What is it he finds attractive? Well,
1: that is what we find attractive. There's the real woman under there. Right. And this goes back to the heart of the matter. When you're meeting someone and you want it to last long term... You've got to be honest up front. So really, what is the most important part of this that we spent the last 10 minutes on? When you're getting to know someone that you've never met before, you've got to portray who you really are. If you're meeting this other person and you really are that person for the person you're meeting, and they're really representing themselves back to you as an honest representation of themselves, you've got an excellent chance to keep it going. Yes. Now, after you meet this person... There's a chance that things are going to get stale because obviously you go and do some exciting things. I think you've got to find that person that you can keep on having fun with every day.
0: That's what we did.
1: That's what we did. It's not, okay, I really don't like this person's personality. Maybe I don't have to really wake up with them for the rest of my life and deal with this person I don't like. Who are these couples who don't like each other, Emily?
0: I've never figured out how you can end up in that situation, but I know a lot of people who have.
1: Well, I tell you what, if you want to meet someone and you want to attract that person and you want that person to be attracted to you three, six, nine months from now, you need to be the same person you were three, six, nine months ago. Yes. Why is this such rocket science? Any ideas? None. None. Folks, guys, gals... If you're doing tricks, tips, and tactics that you learned elsewhere to attract women or to attract men, you're not going to be able to keep them up. That's why we're having this podcast, because this is important. It's not just about attracting, getting phone numbers, and meeting people. You've got to learn how to keep this person attracted. How do you do that? You've got to deserve what you want. You've got to be the kind of person who is one half of a great relationship.
0: Learning how to be very forgiving of one another—something oh, we haven't
1: mentioned—absolutely.
0: Because if you're expecting the other person to be perfect, and that's funny, because a lot of women say, "I'm looking for Mister Perfect." Mm-mm. Well, I he doesn't use. exist. He doesn't exist, and
1: neither does the perfect woman either, ladies. You know, you're going to have to put up with each other's foibles your whole life. If someone does you wrong, who you're dating or you're married to, the key word is forgiveness. You can't let all of these little peccadilloes go on for months and years and decades and let them add up never having forgiven this person for the things done to you. If you have oh, all good. this stuff that stuck in you your craw. you my
0: shoes they are always laying all over the place.
1: Yeah, well, we understand these things. Right. There's just certain things that aren't going to be perfect. You're perfectly imperfect. Look, That's at, right. look at that smile. That's look right. at her giving me this little feline eyelashes batting at me. Look at this. Yeah, well, you know I do my thing, too. Oh, yeah. But... When you get to know someone and you're willing to forgive when that person makes basic human errors, I think that's huge.
0: Oh, yes. That's that's a great start.
1: I think the other part of not losing attraction is, guys, when you meet a woman and you actually get her to be attracted to you, it's very important to be doing those things that were attractive to her, even after you've gotten to know her. What I'm talking about here is not just being yourself, but not letting that guard down. Not dropping your character. Not dropping all those things that are important to you and becoming lazy.
0: Not taking each other for granted.
1: That's exactly right. For
0: a great example, I was just thinking that just a second ago before you mentioned it. Right. I was thinking about having that giving characteristic. When you first meet each other, you do things for each Mm -hmm. other constantly. That's right. That's right. And... A big key is never, never, ever stop doing that.
1: Yes, don't lapse into selfishness.
0: No, and so often, a lot of couples do. They lapse into selfishness. Remember that song, You Never Bring Me Flowers Anymore?
1: <laughs> I think we talked about that on the last podcast.
0: <laughs> but the point is, people right. stop doing things for each other because I already got him or I already got her, so right. I don't need to. Yeah. Or the famous saying, I don't need to tell you I love you. I married you, didn't
1: I? Yeah. <laughs> bad, bad, bad idea. <laughs> Look, you have to be best friends with someone, and you have to treat someone male or female. Even if you're dating them, you have to treat them like they're your friend. Be friendly to this person.
0: Right. Rub their feet. Rub their back. Do the things you did when you did in the beginning. That's right.
1: Don't let that guard down.
0: The the key to loving. You know what? The definition of love or loving is doing something for someone. And it
1: shouldn't be one-sided either. Because that's when the resentment builds, when the other person's guard drops, and they're like, okay, well... In a guy's case, for example, I used to take this woman out and do fun things, but now I'm just going to sit and watch the tube and watch football on Sunday. And let her cook and her to clean to, yeah, and do everything yeah, exactly. else. Exactly. You're going to have a woman who's going to start feeling less attracted towards you. Ladies, are you looking good? Does he like how you look? Does he marry you? And then you decide, okay, now that we're married, I'm going to sit around and eat bonbons and gain 50 pounds. But... Because he's not a shallow man, he's going to still love me and be just as attracted to me, even though I am now clinically obese. (laughs) Ladies, (laughs) you've got to take care of yourself. Guys, you've got to take care of yourself. I mean, it's all a matter of doing what's congruent. When you meet this person, you make a promise to each other. You've got to continue that promise. You've got to be honest with each other. That's all a big part of the honesty.
0: Well, I knew this couple. I don't remember if I ever mentioned it on any of my podcasts, but this was years ago, mm-hmm. and we were looking at this picture. They were a couple, and they've only been married six months. Right. First time we had ever met them, and we're at their house, and we're looking right. at her picture, which, mm-hmm. by the way, we didn't know was her.
1: Oh, no. Didn't even Beautiful recognize Beautiful
0: woman, and um, someone asked who this person was. Mm. And he said it. Just the way I'm about to say, it. oh, that was my um, that was my wife before we got married. He was so disappointed couldn't in the way look he, in the eye. he couldn't look us in the eye. Oh, I mean, he was just so right. disappointed and so embarrassed by it. But mind you, that picture was taken not long before they got married. So oh. this picture was less than a year old. They were married six months. No this way. Picture was a good eight months old. That soon. And she went from looking just absolutely gorgeous to being a totally different look. We didn't recognize it. They didn't look the same anymore.
1: Well, ladies, if you're doing that and you're expecting me to hold your hands and be 100% standing behind you saying, oh, that's okay, you're right, he should look at the inside and look at you for who you really are in your heart, you're not going to find any quarter for me.
0: No, but you know what's interesting is his reaction to that.
1: Yeah, he's shamed. He dated and married a different woman. You know, you should want to be the best person you possibly can be for your husband or your wife. You shouldn't change just because you feel like you've got a ring and a date, you've got this person committed to you, they've sworn on a stack of Bibles they're never going to leave you, so now I can let my guard down and do whatever I want. That is lacking integrity. I don't care if you're a man or you're a woman. If you've misrepresented yourself, you've let yourself go, you've done all these things, then you're just not being the right kind of person. You're not being one half of a great relationship.
0: Mm -mm. Not deserving it.
1: No, not at all. What else? We talk about guys. All of a sudden they say, oh my gosh, I've got this great woman you know, I did these really cool things. I was a man. I was masculine. I wasn't needy. I wasn't clingy. But the more I meet this woman, the more I know about her, the more I grow to love her. And oh my gosh, if she ever leaves me, I'm just going to die in a pile. So I've got to do whatever I can to make sure she stays and sticks around and lets her know that I need her. And it's just that, its a vortex of problematic experiences.
0: Guys, if that's how you're feeling, believe it or not, if she senses it, If Mm. she smells it or sees it or you express it, you've just scared the living daylights out of her. That's right.
1: You put yourself in a lower social echelon than the woman you're with, and that is never a good idea.
0: Mm Mm-mm. Because we like to know you're in control and that we're not the end-all, be-all of your life.
1: That's right. You know, I was asked today, okay, after you've dated someone and once you get married... Is it important to keep up all the stuff you were doing while you were dating? Yes. Absolutely. But see, it shouldn't be an act. What you should be doing on dates is something congruent with who you are as a masculine, confident man. It should be congruent with who you are as a confident, feminine woman. So if you portray yourself as who you really are from the outset, you really should have nothing to worry about.
0: Especially if who you are is a great person.
1: That's right. Now, here's a little wrench in the works.
0: Uh-oh. What's that?
1: <laughs> okay. Now, obviously, when you're on the first few dates, you're yeah. going to be on your best behavior at least a little bit.
0: And that's important. Right. You have to be, you have to present the best part of yourself.
1: Let's say someone is dating someone. A guy's dating a woman. Then three or four months goes by and she uses the bathroom at his house. Yes. And it doesn't smell so good afterwards. <laughs> And he is completely turned off, and he just can't look at the woman the same way anymore.
0: Well, you know what? He has what to get a life.
1: I think that's immaturity.
0: Yes. You know, it's just... Something, you just got to get a life. You got to get a grip on reality.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've heard these stories before. That's why I bring it up. You know, I dated this person and I had this person on a pedestal. This person could do no wrong. Then all of a sudden, you know, she had diarrhea in the bathroom and I heard it and I smelled it. And I'm just completely turned off from now on. I couldn't ever date her again. We had to break up.
0: Mm-mm-mm. That's horrible. That's shallow.
1: I think that's shallow. I think there's a line that has to be drawn.
0: Yes, because that's something that's uncontrollable. No, that's just, <laughs> that's different than someone well, being yeah. mean and nasty.
1: Right. I mean, I think everybody's got human functions. Everybody is imperfect I mean, in the way that we're all imperfect.
0: The night that you had asked me to be your girlfriend, I right. tweeted. Oh, I
1: know. She <laughs> farted in front of me, guys, right before I asked her to be my girlfriend, like a couple hours before, while you were getting ready, putting your makeup on. Right. And You know, what did I say to you?
0: I don't remember.
1: I said, oh, wait, that's one in my favor. I get to make a mistake now. Something. I get to publicly humiliate myself at least once. <laughs> <laughs> and I made her feel at ease. I think it's a huge maturity factor.
0: Oh, yes. I was so embarrassed. Uh, but, I,
1: but you, but you, not you, for you made me
0: feel good. Yeah. I mean, you made me go, okay, I'm not going to worry about it. Sorry,
1: guys. Even women who are tens out of tens, they're going to fart, okay? When they go to the bathroom, they may need to light a match. <laughs> <laughs> All this is reality, you know. They're going to get sick and they're going to throw up. I was dating one woman; she threw up right in front of me. Like mm. George Bush, he threw up on the uh, premiere of Japan. Right,
0: something like and that. He was
1: still president afterwards. Right. He's a human being. You can't, no matter how good your behavior is, you can't start idealizing someone else to the point where they have superhuman powers. You can't do it. Mm-mm. Because if you start making those expectations of women or men you're dating, they're always going to disappoint you. And what's up with that? If someone is always going to be disappointed a couple, three months down the road because they're so idealizing this perfect person, they're setting themselves up for disappointment forever.
0: Yeah. Maybe that's a way for some people to prevent themselves from getting close to people or some excuse never to have- pursued anything beyond what they've ever had, is to find an excuse of something as silly as that.
1: Yeah, so it's not only unreasonable, it's sort of selfish, isn't it? It is. Yeah. You've got to be able to accept someone who's at least as human as you are, but then, yeah, you can go find someone who's a good, honest human. Yeah. What else? I'd
0: like to say something else about communication. Go for it. I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about some serious subjects in the very beginning.
1: Mm-hmm. I think and... that's valid.
0: You know, if you find yourself six months down the road and you two just have differences of of opinion as far as future life, having kids, where to live, you know, Mm -hmm. serious things that really affect your life, religion, and you find yourself in the same boat over and over again because you're lacking the ability to talk about these Mm. things, just remember this, the longer you take to talk about it, it's going to end up in the same results. Mm So you need to learn to communicate honestly with each other so that you find the person that you matched with.
1: I think that's a great point. You know, we're talking about how do you keep someone attracted after you've known them a while. I think a lot of times people are so high on the whole chemical attraction that they forget to talk about these life issues.
0: Right. For example, like us, we want to stay in San Antonio. I don't right. want to leave San Antonio. That's right. I have to find somebody who has that same conviction of being here. Let's say if I was to date a person who who wanted to, in two years, or if their job requires that they're going to eventually move in a year or two Mm -hmm. to Alaska. Right. Or, you know, it doesn't really matter where, but they're going to leave this place. Well, guess what? That's going to pose a serious issue. This is a relationship that's going to come to an end, or it's going to result in me being miserable. That's right. Because that's the last thing I need to do is move away from my son or take my son away from his dad. Yeah.
1: And then, you know, what's really funny is, you know, when you have a strong emotion like love, and this has been written about before, if all of a sudden that gets flipped on its ear and the person really, really spurns you in a way, it can become equally strong hate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you go, you know, you SOB, you've let me go three, five, seven months, two years without telling me that part of yourself. All of a sudden, this person who loved you 20 minutes ago, all of a sudden is feeling very intense negative feelings towards you.
0: I think the biggest reason why people don't do it, Mm -hmm. they avoid it because they're afraid oh my gosh, if we have this discussion, I'll lose this person. I'm going to lose this person. We're going to end up separated.
1: Yeah. And you're wasting time if you don't lose that person early.
0: Right. You're going to end up one or two things. You're going to end up separated anyway. Yep. Only thing is, you're losing time.
1: It's kind of like going back to that whole theme we talk about of how you can really choose the person you fall in love with.
0: Oh yes, absolutely, and no question. These, no these questions.
1: discussions need to happen early.
0: Right. So either you're going to end up separated anyway, but you're going to be resentful, angry, and end up in a position you don't want to be in, and sad, just horribly sad. Yeah. So this is something it that could be hearts. exactly. It can be avoided, and just look at it this way in a positive way. If we have this discussion, at least I know that we were not meant to be together. Early. That I know that I'm supposed to be with somebody else. Right. And I'm always glad that everybody I met and I had these discussions and I was able to eliminate them from my life, Mm -hmm. that I was able to come and meet you.
1: Right. So your judgment isn't clouded long term and you get a better thought process for lack of a better word in terms of who it is you're really going to be
0: compatible yeah, with and, and attracted to long term and understand you will meet somebody else and you'll eventually meet somebody you want to be with
1: perfect you know if you're not signed up for our newsletter you need to go to www.deservewhatyouwant.com and get signed up for that right emily
0: that's right you're missing out on a lot of great information if you're not on it
1: and you know what just in the last couple of weeks you've launched your own newsletter I did. If you want to sign up for Emily's own newsletter, just for the ladies only... Send email to emily, E-M-I-L-Y, at aweber.com. Can you believe we got the Emily list on aweber aweber is huge. A-W-E-B-E-R.com. Emily at aweber.com. You don't even have to put a subject line or any kind of message in it, and you will be signed up for Emily's newsletters. Also, let's talk about the Power Sessions program, because I think there's a lot of people out there, because of the types of emails we're getting, there's a lot of you that have very profound questions and lots going on in your dating life. You're at a certain place right now, but you want to be where you're meeting and attracting and keeping the ultimate person you've ever met. Power Sessions are character-based programs with unlimited email access to us, Emily or I. There's really nothing like it in the dating advice world. No,
0: you either get a woman's advice or a man's advice or a man's opinion.
1: That's right, depending on whether you're a man or a woman. So you can go to deservewhatyouwant.com front slash power sessions front slash men or front slash women Please check those out. We're sure you'll be happy you did. At fifteen ninety five a month, it's pretty much the bargain in the entire dating advice world.
0: Right. you think these podcasts have lots of information. Those power sessions are just packed with one point after another after another. It's just really in-depth. I
1: had one guy write me saying, you've got to slow down because I can't write that fast. He has to hit the pause <laughs> I've button. I've
0: listened to yours, and my <laughs> gosh, he is so right.
1: Yeah, you know, when you're talking to a person who's ADHD like me, once I get on a roll with nonstop points it really can be kind of overwhelming. So definitely go for Power Sessions. We have special surprises for our readers oh, yes. and our listeners. And we have special interviews. I know our Power Session guys are getting the full-on 25-minute version of the Marie Forleo interview where she does, among other things, define manipulative women and define immature women. And what guy has never asked himself that stuff? To have that definitive an answer for that is amazing.
0: That way when he farts in front of her, she'll forgive him.
1: Something like that. Yeah, the mature man can forgive the immature, farting woman.
0: Something like that. Something like that.
1: Finally, we've also recently announced something that I want to make sure you're apprised of, and that is our 10-plus coaching program. We've put together a program that involves 10 sessions with a special planning session for you so that we build a program that's going to take you to an actual destination. So it's not just a bunch of sessions at a certain price per hour. This is actually taking you somewhere with an end result in your dating life. tailor made tailor made And it's for every specific person based on a specific consultation with you. If you're interested in improving your dating life, absolutely at the most accelerated pace you possibly can think of, Definitely email us. My email address is scot at DateToOrder.com. D-A-T-E-T-O-O-R-D-E-R.com.
0: And mine is Emily at com.
1: And let us know that you're interested in that and we will call you back or email you back and give you the details. Speaking of calling, people need to send us their voicemails. They get yes. great prizes for you. And that is area code 210-362-4400. Once again, that's area code 210-362-4400. Send us your voicemails. We will play them and answer them on this show and give you great prizes.
0: We sure do.
1: So until episode 30, my goodness, we're turning 30. How (laughs) scary is that? We love doing these podcasts for you. No pod fade here. Mm -mm. right on until episode four
0: (laughs) you're already 40 now huh
1: until episode 30 my name is scott mckay
0: and i'm emily mckay be good and have fun
1: copyright 2007 x and y communications be sure to visit scott and emily on the web at www.deservewhatyouwant.com also be sure to get their free daily mini podcast the dating cast minute at www.powermonogamy.com.